Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. New Amsterdam Radio starts now. NewAmsterdam.com, the city a website for creatives. Bobo Boys here, the mayor in the mayor's office, making sure I get a lot of that housekeeping out of the way in real life, or IRL, I guess what I got from my gamer friends on that side um, of my creative palette. IRL is what you say, everything outside the video game world, and that's what I'm trying to do, get my affairs in order. Uh, before I get into today's interview, just want to say, as always, thank you so much for checking out this podcast. I understand there's a lot of podcasts out there, thank you for making new Amsterdam Radio part of your podcasting diet. My guest this week is Hollywood's go-to bad guy, Jasper Cole. Jasper, whenever it seems a movie or TV show, once somebody looks a little bit off kilter, someone that can beat you up and take it lunch money, they call him. But after a couple moments sitting with Jasper, you know there's more that meets the eye. He's here to talk about his upcoming film, Fall, and so much more. You're going to like this one. This one's actually uh, kind of fun. Going into uh, the front of the camera, top of the line is what they call it in the industry, of how they go about their craft. This is New Amsterdam Radio, and this is my chat with Jasper Cole. Welcome back to New Am Sam Radio, the podcast for creatives. It is I, the mayor, Bobo Boys, in the mayor's office. I like to hang out and chat with people who are doing the dang thing. And when, when Hollywood needs someone to be rough and gruff to do the dang thing, they call my guest, Jasper Cole. How's it going, sir? Thanks for being on the show. Hey, the mayor. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you've got my vote. Yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's no elections. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's so funny I, when I hear that, you know, the bad guy thing, because people who know me, you know, in real life always get a chuckle out of that because I'm so not that guy on screen. But listen, I'm, I'm always grateful to, to be working. Yeah, aren't we all? In fact, the first time I, I saw your craft, probably late to the game, I apologize, was your appearance one of my favorite shows, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You were the Oolong Slayer. Oh, right? the Oolong Slayer. God, yeah. that was. I'm a fan of that show as well. That was a great experience. Yeah, know, shooting it. Yeah, I I'm trying to be I'm trying to be in my career now where I just really take in the moment of working. Yeah, because you know for so long I was on this that thing about I got to get to the next thing. But um, yeah, that was a really great experience. Andy and Andre and uh, Michael McDonald from Mad TV directed that episode. So oh wow, Stewart. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. You know, it's funny. It's one of those things where I didn't even know. I didn't even read. I didn't read the call sheet, I guess, until I got on the set and this guy comes towards me and starts giving me notes. And I'm, I'm looking at him like, is this Stuart? Right. <laughs> yeah. But I had no idea, you know, he had gone on to become a really kind of well-known director. So it was great. I had a first question loaded up, but you said something that makes me want to derail the whole thing. You said you're getting trying to get better at being in the moment. And mm -hmm. I think I'm in that part of my career as well. Uh, for those of you who don't know, if you guys are listening long term, thank you. Uh, new fans, stand-up comedian, basically was grounded by the pandemic, leading to this. This is what I kind of do now. And it was always that kind of drive of what's the next level for me? What's the next project for me? What was your journey from shifting from that mentality to saying, no, I'm, I'm doing the dang thing? Great. It's a great question. And I, you know, I think like you, I think during the pandemic, I mean, I'm 58, you know, I think a lot of times it comes with 
with age. But during the pandemic, I just started realizing like, um, you know, people talk about when I make it and that whole when I make it thing. And I suddenly realized, wow, you know, no matter what career you're in, you're is you're sort of making it the whole time you're doing it. You know, we yeah. keep sometimes waiting for this big moment of like, oh, now I've arrived. Well, you know, I mean, you can talk to people. We may see them at the top of their game, but they probably still have some insecurity or, you know, there's always that thing about someone's going to tap you on the shoulder and say, <laughs> <laughs> we figure out you don't know what the hell you're doing. So Yeah, the casino of life. Hey, we don't want your action anymore, kid. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it's a comment. It was just me being a little more introspective and just, and, and you know what it is? And also I was working with a bunch of 20 year olds, which is wonderful. Um, and it was almost like a mirror just like slapped me in the face because I was listening to their conversations about their agents and their managers and going to this next job and that job. And one of them asked me about being on like married with children. And I was like, I don't even know if I remember. I mean, of course I remember doing it, but I had no really great thing I could come up with because at that time that just meant like, oh, I've got a job. I'm going to the next one, you know? Right. I wasn't taking it in. I know a lot of that has to do with age, but um, so now I'm the old guy preaching, preaching to the kids about enjoy the moment. It's a beautiful thing. I'm in my late thirties and I'm not, I'm not doing all the time, but every so often someone who's 19 or they say, mm -hmm. Oh, what do I do? And I go, I, I, and it's like, and I understand now why when I was their age, older people gave me platitudes because if you graduate a college and a kid hits you and says, how do you pass kindergarten? You just go be nice to people. <laughs> Don't <Right>. give up. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, so you, uh, for a lot of my friends in my personal network that you have been featured on the show, the family business, Carl Weber's a family business rolling into season four. And well, your character of Corey, Corey Black has been one of the favorites of that show. What was that like getting a little bit of that love, a little bit of that adoration? It's been a great experience getting to work with, uh, Ernie Hudson you know, OG Ernie from Ghostbusters. And it's great to see him also playing this really kind of badass, kick-ass character because we know him as, you know, being the funny guy so much. Um, and for me, I play Corey Black, who's head of a Pittsburgh biker gang, one part of his, uh, LC's underground drug cartel operation. And uh, season three, I kind of brought in this new drug I introduced to the, to the group and kind of butting heads with, LC and season four. Yeah, I don't know if it, Corey made the right decision on that one, but um, people have to stay tuned and see what happens in season four with LC and Corey because Corey's kind of a dumbass on that one. <laughs> <laughs> is it odd or is it weird when, when you have uh, fans reach out to you and be like, man, I love you being a total vagrant on TV? Like, it's, is that odd or? You know, what's cool about it, it, it I guess because it's so different than me, I, I can sort of separate. Prior to playing these bad guys, it was hard for me to watch myself because it's basically myself. And, you know, we hate looking at ourselves. And But what I usually get to – it's such a departure. Um, I always feel like I'm disappointed. You know, I always feel like I'm disappointing the fans because I'm not like that. But, you know, people, people think I'm Danny Trejo, which right. is hilarious because, one <laughs> – we don't look anything alike. He's 78. He's, he's an amazing guy, but we just, 
but lately I just go with it. You know, people yeah. will yell machete to me and I'll just, <laughs> I'll just wave and keep going. So if they think I'm Danny Trejo, that's fine. Yeah. What's a, what is more like you then? I mean, if, if you know, I'm only going by your you, roles, but what do you do? Well, you're well you mentioned the comedy, you know, I started in stand-up comedy and, and I moved out here with a, with a play I co-wrote was a comedy. I thought I was going to be a sitcom star. Comedy was always my thing. And so, if you had told me 35 years ago that I'd be playing all these creepy bad guys, I, yeah. it, I you just never know. It's like, tell God your plans. Right. And then, right. And I mean, the, the key is, I guess you just say yes to opportunity. Um, uh, when I turned 40, my whole face changed. Like <laughs> the, baby, the baby fat went and the, the thing happened and I just sort of went with it. I thought, well, I, I got to do the best. I got to go with this look I have. And I yeah. grew the beard and the hair and kind of created this image. And, and then I got on this list, you know, with casting people, thank God. And, um, cause you know, you want to be typecast in TV. That's, that's where they pigeonhole us, which you right. kind of have to get in a certain lane to. Is that good or bad? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I have a, you know, I have a podcast one-on-one -on -one with Jasper Cole I've had for 10 years. I started doing that so people could see my real personality, that I wasn't always the creepy homeless guy, that I was a little more funny or caustic or sarcastic yeah. or whatever. I'm fascinated by this because I've heard, because uh, I've never tried acting in the classic sense, um, that, that comedians in general tend to have, I don't want to say an easier time, but um, a, a more logical progression going from comedy to drama because we are basically leading into an act out, whatever that act out may be over time. Is that true? You know, it's interesting. I believe it's true now. Like you, I didn't, when I was thinking more comedy back in the day, I didn't understand it, but I do believe it's true now. You know, so much comedy comes from pain or sure. it comes from some sort of angst or, you know, just getting that stuff out. And so... I think comedy is a lot harder than drama. I mean, mm -hmm. I think, I think to be really good at comedy, it, it's a skill, as you know. And not, I used to say, not all actors can do comedy. Dramatic actors can't do comedy. Most comedians can do drama really well. Oh wow! You're yeah. encouraging me to try it out. I, I'm really bad at memorizing lines. Like, like with comedy, it's kind of like rhapsody. You can like miss a, a, a tag and be in the moment, and no one really notice. But I don't want to go on, on a set of a movie and be like, "Sorry, Scorsese, I didn't study this. <laughs> Do I still have a job?" Well, the good thing is, you know, auditions are all self-taped now. So basically, you can self-tape it until you get the takes you want to send in to get the job, and then. Just hopefully, you know, kind of, you'll have time to learn the line, learn the line. <laughs> but you'll find too, when you get on the set, it always makes me, I'm always happy when I'm on the set and some big name or person has no clue what their lines are. Now they can get away with it, but you know, I feel I need to be letter perfect because they'll fire my ass. Right. Unless <laughs> <laughs> you know you made it. We go, oh, it's okay. <laughs> totally, yeah. totally fine. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about so, so about the, the the thriller coming out fall, uh, yeah. co-starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I saw the trailer today, actually. Uh, scary stuff because you know me being stuck one, <laughs> and 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 me being two thousand feet mm. from the surface of the earth is another thing altogether. What was that like? What was that call like when they're like, "Look, we have a role in this picture. We really want you in it." Walk me through that. Well, the great thing about that whole job was it was all um, it was August of twenty twenty, and so we're right in the middle of the. 
pandemic and we had no testing, no shots yet. It was really my first job, you know, during the pandemic. And the beauty was the director, Scott Mann, wrote this script with only five, uh, six actors, five or six total, all shot outside in the desert. Um, the whole shoot was outside. So we didn't, you know, you, you felt safer with the virus, you know. Um, and so it was great. Luckily, all I my stuff is on the ground. <laughs> my character is, uh, it's one of those, it's hard to, it's hard to talk about without giving too much away, but I'm a, I'm a dude that shows up. You are kind of, a, a, you kind of think he's going to help out in the situation. Um, and hopefully that's what happens. But, you know, generally with the characters I play, right, it, it doesn't always work out well for, for people I come in contact with. Well, you mentioned about typecasting. Um, I don't want to make this into like a, a rat's Hollywood situation, but there's got to be some roles out there on your bucket list of things you want to do. I mean, that's outside of what you've been doing now. What does that look like? Yeah, and thank you. I actually have a project, Kombucha Cure, coming out where I got to finally play. I play a, a, vet, a veteran who's like very quirky and has a pet pig. And, you know, he's goofy and he's funny. I mean, he... He just, he's not a killer or a serial killer. So I, I'm hoping that's going to, you know, just show a different side of what I can do um, in terms of comedy a little bit more. But yeah. that's, um, I, my, I could, I would love to do more comedy. I, I think my big goal would be if I could end up a series regular on sort of a, a procedural where I get to play an undercover cop who gets to go and basically play the roles I play now on TV but get to do it, you know, <laughs> undercover. That yeah. would be kind of cool. Well, you, you mentioned Computer Cure real quick. Uh, what was that like, though, having the sensibilities of comedy change over time? I, I really felt like even sitcoms are, are switching to single camera. There's a bit more of a, a, a lean into nuance, a lean into quirkiness. What's that been like on that end? Yeah, do you remember Northern Exposure? You're a little young, yeah. but that was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it kind of has that feel. You know, it's these characters in this small town in Northern California. It really is about taking on big pharma and the insurance companies. There's a little bit of a Robin Hood aspect to it that we're sort of getting one up over on the big pharmas, and we we devise a plan to how to how to take their money and still come up with holistic cures and stuff like that but it's really this really about these kind of misfits running this little town and david versus goliath kind of thing so it was a single camera just like a film and actually it was shot as a film uh and then we took it and pit we, we pivoted and made it into a series so we took the footage and cut it into six episodes and that's how it became a series because you know, indie films are kind of, uh, sadly, you know, a thing going by the wayside and everything's about streamers and getting on these platforms. So we were able to, it just happened to work itself out, I think, better as a series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. From your perspective, what's the, the, the very nature of that, of entertainment? Is there such a thing as a prestige film anymore and the, and the gluttonous of different streaming outlets? Like, how do you navigate that? What you create? Do you think about what the platform's going to be and work backwards or... You're right. You know, you kind of have to think now. I it, I always say it's like the have and the have nots right now. It's it's Marvel and it's the rest of us, right? So, <laughs> you know, there's like it's like what's in America, right? There's no middle class. Like so, the middle class actor is kind of, you know, it's it's scale plus ten. Jasper, take it or leave it. 
And if right. I don't take it, you know, Scott Bayo is signing. Or I'm just making that up. But, you know, right. so it's very piecemeal. But I think the beauty of having all these other platforms is we have more places to put our work. You know, um, we're, it, maybe the money is not it's not the 90s money that I might have made in TV or whatever. But I would say for people starting out, they don't know any different. So if they didn't, this is what they know. Um, the beauty is having all this opportunity to yeah. put your 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 stuff. But I do think, yeah, the I that's why I was so amazed. Fall is actually coming out in the theater. That's so unusual now to have a theatrical. You know, it's I was shocked by that. So because um, pretty much now everything is streamer anyway. True. True. Yeah. Uh, well, 2022 pandemic is either over or stage one's over. Uh -huh. Weird time. Uh, what What does the back half of the year look like for you? What do you want to accomplish? What products do you have on the slate? What's next for Jasper? You know, I've been so blessed. I mean, God, the the pandemic was really. I hate to say. I mean, it was good for me in terms of work, but I, I produced a Christmas film called A Miracle Before Christmas that I'm also in. That's coming out around Christmas time. We mentioned Kombucha Cure. I'm in the Amazon Prime series Smothered on season two, uh, playing Jagger, a prisoner who's crazy. And uh, I just went up to upstate New York and shot a new horror film with the same producers from the Blair Witch Project. So there's a lot of buzz around that. Can't really say much about it because truthfully, I don't know much about it. Sure. Um, they didn't let us know much when we were shooting it. But... Um, yeah, a lot of good producing stuff on the producing side. So uh, my cup is full. I cannot complain. Oh, jealous. Uh, here's a question I ask a lot of my guests here. What What do you do on a day off? There's something to be done. What do you do? Yeah, I have a hard time with that. I'm, I'm a workaholic. I'm a big fitness <laughs> workout person and a hiker and a walker. I can walk for, I try to get 20,000 steps in a day. It's become like a some competition with my with my me and my Fitbit, you know. But um, I but yeah, I like to. I'm a big uh, audio book listener. I like to listen to. I'm a big. I'm, I'm a huge documentary person. I will spend hours watching documentaries versus scripted, and especially anything celebrity. I won't no artist based. You know, like mm -hmm. I'm listening to Billy Porter's book right now, um, which is fascinating. Um, I just listened to Danny Trejo's book. So there's a lot of, I, I like to be alone. I'm a, I can spend a lot of time alone. I don't have a problem yeah. with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm about that in the whole life too. I, I totally yeah. get it. <laughs> uh, so, so many days off you go like, you know what? I'm not going to tell anyone to have a day off. What's wrong with that? Right. Uh, the family business, fall, the thrill of Kabucha Cure, all coming down the pipe for Mr. Jasper Cole. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, New Amsterdam Radio. But if someone wanted to interact with you or follow you online or just connect with you, how to go about doing that, sir? Yeah, I'm at, at Jasper Cole Says, S-A-Y-S on Twitter and Instagram. I have a Facebook page or just go to jaspercole.com. I, I really do keep it updated and it's got my everything links to everything i'm doing the podcast it's all up on the uh, website oh i gotta check out that podcast maybe i can be on that show one day i would love that i love it we've been down for a few months we're going back up i'd love to have you on i just invited myself to your show i apologize all right you should i was gonna invite you anyway <laughs> i'm gonna invite you off air i'm glad it's now i'm i'm on it's on air so <laughs> yeah. hold, hold yourself accountable don't, uh, ed, don't edit that out by the way <laughs> 
I, I will totally would not. No, this is proof. This is evidence. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Outside Radio Podcast for creatives. Thank you so much for coming by. Thanks, buddy. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.